Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, September 23rd, 2023 Notre Dame edition of the Land Grant Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. For the fifth straight season, every Ohio State football game day this fall, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. This evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time inside Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana, the number six Ohio State Buckeyes, coached by Ryan Day, will take on former Buckeye linebacker Marcus Freeman's number seven Fighting Irish in one of the biggest games of the early college football season. The game will be the Buckeyes' first on NBC following the network's new Big Ten media rights deal. Fortunately, though, the game will feature the Big Ten commentary crew and not the NBC Notre Dame broadcast team, who is absolutely atrocious. But instead, we will have Noah Eagle on play-by-play, Todd Blackledge on color commentary, and Catherine Tappan on the sideline reporting. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM in Central Ohio and on dozens of affiliates around the state where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call. He will be joined by Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast shows practically perfect football conditions. The temperature will be 72 degrees under fading sunny skies in South Bend at kickoff, with temps falling into the mid-60s throughout the game. There apparently is no real chance of precipitation, but winds will kick up to 8, 9, 10 miles per hour over the course of the contest, all coming from the east. Coming into the matchup, the Buckeyes are ranked 6th in the AP poll, but they are 4th in the coaches poll where they are inexplicably receiving a 1st place vote. The Irish sit at ninth in both polls. When DraftKings Sportsbook released its initial odds for the matchup, OSU was favored by 3 points. And despite the fact that most college football analysts and a reported two-thirds of the betting public are going with ND, the line has actually increased to three and a half points in the Buckeyes' favor, which means that the big smart money gamblers are all siding with Ohio State, so take note of that. The total points line currently sits at 55 and a half, which means that the odd makers are projecting a score in the neighborhood of 29 or 30 to 26 in favor of OSU. The Buckeyes' money line is negative 166, while Notre Dame is at plus 140, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Irish to win straight up and they do pull it out, you would profit $140. However, if you want to win $100 by picking OSU to win, you will have to bet $166. As of now, there are no expected major injuries for the Buckeyes to contend with on Saturday night. However, we will find out officially what the availability report looks like a few hours before the game, no later than 5.30, because this season the Big Ten is mandating that every team puts out an availability report before each game. This is presumably being done to combat any potential issues with information getting out there that could impact sports betting. Notre Dame enters this Week 4 matchup as the only team in the country with a 4-0 record thanks to their Week 0 jaunt over to Ireland, which saw them handle Navy 42-3. They then beat the Eddie George-coached Tennessee State Tigers 56-3, then followed up with a 45-24 win on the road over NC State, which does not look that great after seeing them play Virginia on Friday night. Uh, But then last week, Notre Dame dispatched Central Michigan 41-17. The biggest difference between this year's Irish team and the one that the Buckeyes beat in the horseshoe last year is sixth-year transfer quarterback Sam Hartman. Uh, 
After five successful seasons at Wake Forest, he made the move to South Bend in the offseason in an effort to prove that he could operate and succeed in a pro-style offense before entering the NFL draft. On the year, he has completed 64 of his 90 pass attempts for 161 yards, 13 touchdowns, and no interceptions. His yards per attempt average puts him at fourth nationally, while his QBR has him behind only USC's Caleb Williams and Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel. While Hartman has distributed the ball to a number of wide receivers this year, the team's biggest offensive weapon is running back Audric Estime, who has racked up 521 yards and five touchdowns through four games. His 130 and a quarter yards per contest are second best in FBS, and his 8.3 yards per carry are the third most of anyone with more than 25 carries on the season. On the other side of the ball, Notre Dame is currently the fourth-ranked total defense, one spot behind Ohio State, allowing only 234.3 yards per game to the 223.7 for OSU. The Irish also have the fourth-ranked passing defense as they have only allowed 126.8 yards through the air per game to go along with just two passing touchdowns and five interceptions. Now, keep in mind that they have played four horrific passing teams, so these numbers should be taken with a grain of salt. On defense, Notre Dame does have one name that Buckeye fans should recognize as defensive lineman Javante Jean-Baptiste transferred from Columbus to South Bend during the offseason. In addition to being the number three total defense in the country, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, the Buckeyes are second in scoring defense behind only Michigan, allowing just 6.67 points per game. The Buckeyes are seventh in terms of pass D, giving up just 140.3 yards per outing. On offense, Kyle McCord is completing just under 70% of his passes for 815 yards, six touchdowns, and one pick thus far. And after a quiet week one, Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of just 18 FBS receivers to average more than 100 yards per game. Let's hope his 101.3 average increases today. Now, let's take a look at the series history between the two teams. After dropping the first two contests in this series, back in 1935 and 36, the Buckeyes now own a 5-2 all-time record over the Fighting Irish, including the last home-and-home -home series in 95-96, a pair of Fiesta Bowl victories in 06 and 2016, and last year's 21-10 win in Columbus. Without Notre Dame officially joining the Big Ten at some point in the future, it does make you wonder when the next time the Buckeyes and Irish will play in a regular season matchup. They currently do not have any games scheduled in the future, but if Notre Dame ever decides that they want some of that sweet, sweet conference media deal money, I would not mind seeing this game on a more regular basis in the future. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's show by diving into the game's advanced analytics, looking at the rest of the day's marquee college football schedule, and I will get into my predictions for what will happen in tonight's game. Welcome back. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. After last week's offensive explosion, the Buckeyes have become the top team in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly, while Notre Dame is number four. The Buckeyes currently sit as the number four offense in the country and the number five defense in SP Plus. The Irish are sixth and seventh, respectively. Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 
28 to 27, which would not be a cover for the Buckeyes and would be just under the total points if you're using SP Plus for betting purposes. But given how close this all is, I might try to find some other lines to bet on if I were you. Connolly's model gives Ohio State just a 53% win probability. Now, ESPN's Football Power Index, FPI, which is a different analytics system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP+, also has Ohio State as the number one team in the country and gives the Buckeyes a 21.2% chance to win the national title, up 6.7% from last week. Oklahoma actually is second in FPI and has the second best odds to win it all at 15.6, followed by number three Georgia. That's their number three ranking in FPI. They also have the third best chance to win the college football playoff at 11.9%. But the seventh ranked FPI team is Texas, and they have the fourth best chance to win the national title at 8.3, and number five USC comes in at 7.9%. Notre Dame is ranked 12th in FPI and has a 2.5% chance to win the CFP title according to these metrics. Interestingly, FPI has Penn State at number 6 and gives them a 6.3% chance to win it all, but has Michigan at 14th with just a 1.4% shot. Honestly, none of this makes any sense to me at all, but I am not going to argue with those results. Okay, to wrap up our advanced analytics, we're going to look at our favorite model, that we check in with every week, the NCAA Game Simulator. It spits out an average score of 26.3 points for the Buckeyes to 25.2 for the Irish, thanks to 2,076 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows that 23.5% of the simulated games were decided by less than five points and 4.2% went to overtime. The game simulator had Ohio State winning 52.4% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 15.5% of the time. Conversely, they have the Irish winning by more than 20 points in just 12.2% of the nearly 2,100 sims. Now, before I get into my predictions for the game, I want to run through the rest of the day's major college football games. All times, of course, are Columbus time. But friends, strap in, hydrate, get yourself some snacks, because today promises to be wild. At noon on ABC, Florida State looks to absolutely undeniably end Clemson's season before the month of September ends, so you know I'm going to have to check that one out. Following that game on the Alphabet Network, Coach Prime gets his first major test as Colorado head coach as his buffs travel to Oregon at 3.30. There's another intriguing Pac-12 matchup on at the same time over on Fox as number 22 UCLA visits number 11 Utah. And yet there's more as also at 3.30 over on CBS, number 13 Alabama will look to turn its season around as it welcomes number 15 Ole Miss to Tuscaloosa. Then at 7 on Fox, as we are preparing for Ohio State to take on Notre Dame, there will be a game that I will actually be keeping a fairly close eye on as a second screen option this evening. The battle of the two remaining pack-whatever teams, number 14 Oregon State visits number 21 Washington State, and both teams are quarterbacked by two of my dark horse Heisman contenders, with the Beavers DJ Uyunglele and the Cougs Cameron Robinson. Of course, again... On NBC at 7.30, we will be watching the Buckeyes and Irish, but over on CBS, number 24, Iowa, will see if it can score 25 points as it heads to Happy Valley to take on number 7, Penn State. There are a few after-dark games, but nothing of significant consequence, and considering the marathon of excitement that we will likely have the rest of the day, it's probably better that way that you can kind of just doze off to some of that late-night action. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. 
I felt much better about this game following last week's win over Western Kentucky. I know that the Hilltoppers did not exactly present incredible competition, but just the fact that the OSU offense seemed to figure some stuff out in that second quarter forward gave me a lot more confidence that they were much closer to their potential than the first two games of the season would otherwise have indicated. I then got more confident on Thursday when Ryan Day said on his radio show that his plan for the game was to let it rip. Not only is that a wonderful allusion to one of the best shows on TV, The Bear, but it also mirrors his pregame speech to his team ahead of the Peach Bowl against Georgia last season. Then that absolute shriveled up blowhard Lou Holtz essentially called out Ryan Day on TV on Friday, which made me even more excited for the Buckeyes to go full Death Star in South Bend tonight. So if that means that Day is going to call an offense similar to what we saw in Atlanta, then I don't think that this game will be particularly close. Notre Dame has had an impressive start to the season, but not completely dissimilar to Ohio State, they haven't really played anybody. So it's difficult to take their results thus far that seriously. The difference is that we've seen Ohio State's offense be fantastic, and we know what the Buckeyes weapons can do when Day comes out of his turtle shell and calls games to maximize his accumulated skill. Yes, Kyle McCord is not C.J. Stroud, at least not as of yet. And yes, the offensive line still has some holes that need plugging. But if Day is in his play calling bag, then he can work around those things given the talent advantage that his offense possesses. I also think that the market improvement by the Buckeye defense makes up for whatever weaknesses the offense has in comparison to last season. Again, I know that they have not yet done it against quality competition, but I don't think that there's any possible way that you can watch this year's unit and not come away thinking that they are significantly better than they have been in the past three seasons. In years past, I don't think that the Buckeye defense would have been this suffocating against these three early season opponents. So if the defense is as improved as I think it is, that could spell a lot of trouble for the Notre Dame offense. While Sam Hartman has not yet thrown a pick this year, he did throw 12 last year and 14 in 2021, one per game in each of the last two seasons. And while those numbers should theoretically be improved by playing on a better offense in South Bend than he did in Winston-Salem, I do think that he's interdue for some picks, and Denzel Ward and Davidson Ignosen and all of the safeties are ready, willing, and able to help him with that. I also think that Mike Hall Jr., who had a great game against the Irish last year, is capable of causing a lot of damage alongside Tyleek Williams, as the interior of the ND offensive line is perhaps the weakest spot on the entire team. Ultimately, I think this becomes a statement game for the Buckeyes in asserting their position in the college football playoff conversation. While I still think that McCord has a bit of a ways to go to be on the same level as the last three quarterbacks that Day has coached in Columbus, this game will go a long way to getting him there. I foresee McCord throwing for 317 yards and three touchdowns, one to Marvin Harrison Jr., one to Emeka Egbuka, and one to G. Scott Jr. Trevion Henderson will go for 120 yards and a score, while Mayan Williams will pick up one as well, and I do think they get a defensive touchdown, though I am not confident enough to say what it is. So, my prediction for the game is Ohio State 42, Notre Dame 24. I had previously picked 34 to 27 over on SB Nation's Notre Dame site one foot down, but I did reserve the right to change my opinion. And I made those picks before Ryan Day went public with his let it rip mentality. So that of course helped things along. And I didn't realize that Lou Holtz was gonna try to play the villain for this week. So between those two things, I feel very comfortable changing my prediction. 
All right, that's all that we have for you today. As always, Land Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33, your home for all of Land Grant's Ohio State news analysis and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. We will be following up with a post-game reaction podcast that you can find here in the feed. You can also find it on social media as I will be going live with Justin Golba to share our thoughts as soon as the contest ends. If you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant's One of a Kind Podcast Network, where we are turning out one, two, three podcasts every single day so that you will be caught up with all of the news, analysis, and discussions that you need to be the most informed Buckeye fan possible. Also, if you wouldn't mind, please throw us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. So with all that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.